0: Hey, I'm ready. Oh my it's God. been so long. We're back, baby. What is
1: wrong with you?
0: <laughs> what is right with me? What is I
1: wrong with you? Are you I ready?
0: what I want for my birthday.
1: You do know or you don't know? I don't. You never know what you want for your birthday. And I, I've given up on that endeavor. So, <laughs> I something luxurious. You want something luxurious?
0: <laughs> is that my what you said? Machine is nine hundred dollars. That's luxurious for sure. The two silhouette machines together are nine hundred. Oh, you wanted those? I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards my coffee machine anyway. Okay, <laughs> are you ready? But that is luxury—a nine hundred dollar coffee machine.
1: It is luxury.
0: I hope you bring that up once we officially
1: start. <laughs> are you ready? I am ready. All right. Well, hey, y'all. Hey, it has been a little minute since y'all heard from us at the Chasing 100 podcast. And if you don't know me, it's Mercedes and... It's Mama Talana. Yay, you got your cue, girl. Okay. I did, girl. Shut I, your
0: mouth.
1: I know, because we was getting a little rusty there. <laughs> no, it's been a while. Oh, But if it's, yeah, it has been a while. So we are welcoming you back to the Chasing 100 podcast. It's your favorite mother-daughter duo, and we are chasing our biggest 100 goals. And today, what are we talking about? Luxury, chasing luxury. So I figure we could talk about a little bit about our recent trip to the Turks and Caicos Islands, okay? Because I know how to say it now since we've gone. And I figured we could kind of launch that as our um, entryway into this podcast for living a life of luxury. So do you want to take it
0: away? Well, definitely. The Turks and Caicos with a capital T-H-E. The. <laughs> Uh, Because that's the most expensive place I've ever been in my life. Preach. Ah, we left a bag, several bags. And that's a lot coming from Bermuda, you know, definitely. A, you know, you hear people say Tux and Caicos is expensive, but you just play it off, right? Yeah, because you're like, well, any travel is expensive, obviously.
1: Exactly. It was not that.
0: No, it definitely was not that. But I will say, even though it was expensive, it was, it's definitely worth the trip. Preach.
1: Okay. So I think I would consider this like one of the nicest, like most luxurious trips that I think I've been on. I don't know if you feel the same, mommy. But it was really just this moment of feeling like, wow, I have made it. So far from where I was like a year or two ago to feel like this trip was a plausible, reasonable trip where we could do fancy stuff, like get a private chef, a private charter, okay, rent a whole beautiful villa, have beach access, okay, like we did that. So I think that was one of the biggest things of like, feeling like, wow, I'm coming into this moment where this life of luxury, like I'm getting snippets and pieces of it. And like, it's feeling like, you know, it's going to become part of my, my lifestyle. So I would say that was a really great introduction to, I mean, yes, we have been chasing luxury in other places, but I would say like, this was a really big one where I could kind of like feel like I was embedded in that, like living my best luxurious life.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think, um, in terms of trips that we've been on, I feel like even when I look at our trip to like Italy or our trip to Alaska, I think, you know, those were just like, they were, they were great trips, but they just, they had a different vibe. Um, it just, I, I can't even explain the vibe that I want to say, because I felt like a tourist, but. I felt like a different type of tourist than being a tourist in Alaska or Italy or somewhere. So there is definitely something to be said from doing uh those things that you talked about like the private chef and the charter and even the private transportation things like that. It's so much to be said about that. It makes a different a big difference in uh, what you're experiencing when you're on vacation.
1: Yes, like I think it was kind of freeing because I I legitimately think that was like the first trip that I've gone on that I wasn't really worried about it. Like I don't mean worried about it, like I mean like worried about the expenses. Like it wasn't it, it didn't feel like I was balling on a budget. It felt like I was legitimately balling. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, girl, that's cuz
0: it was just two of you. Okay, you four. was that
1: Oh, well, no, I don't want to think that. That's why
0: I, I'm keeping my womb to myself. Uh- <laughs> no, but it was, it wasn't, it didn't, you know, of course it's four of us and it still didn't uh, feel bad. I think mostly because as a family, we're foodies. And so we're used to spending a lot of money on just good meals. And a big portion of that trip, the food was, meals and then tacking on an additional 12% to that. Um, so it, it, it wasn't out of pocket, you know?
1: So I think like coming out of that trip, like, I will say that I was definitely dealing with, um, what we call upper limiting (laughs) things from not only having like last month, like one of the best, uh, business months, or yeah, months in my business, which absolutely funded my extravagancies in Turks and Caicos. (laughs) But I will also say like one of these like moments where I was like, oh, wow, I'm living like, you know, I'm living what my dreams are. And so I would say like there were a ton of things that I felt like were limiting beliefs that came up for me, kind of like feeling like an imposter, feeling like these kind of experiences overall are, unattainable to me. Also those triggers that come up when you're thinking about like, okay, being rich is immoral. And we see all of the things that we have going on in the world from an economics inflation, Oprah out here doing crazy stuff, asking people to donate. And she didn't donate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also you know, <laughs> I'm not Oprah though. Okay. I'm not Oprah, but just kind of like all of these thoughts about what does it mean to live in luxury and really feeling like you can given how much is going on in the world and given how much we really have to kind of work for a dollar in today's economy
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I can absolutely see how that might come up for you I think for me I didn't really experience it that much because I'm older than you and so oh really now huh Oh, really now?
1: How, how yeah. old, girl? How
0: old? Older. Uh, not wiser necessarily, but. Oh my gosh. Um, I was waiting for you so to I talk about like your
1: I... birthday, girl. Come on. What?
0: Come on. No. Sh- <laughs> you don't go there.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So, um, stop making me lose my train of thought. I'm all just right. joking. Anyway, so I, I feel like. I've experienced those things already because I'm older than you, because like, I remember when, you know, you used to be little and you, you would be like, okay, you don't have to buy your clothes at Walmart. (laughs) Wait, what? You know, but it was just ingrained in me kind of to do that because it's this journey that you go through of all your different money stories And of course, then that day came when I was like, you know why I don't even like their clothes. Um, Although they've changed now, right? A lot, but I don't go in Walmart for other reasons. But I think I didn't think about that as much. I remember, um, especially your dad, like when we were dating, he... He has always had this thing with luxury. And so when we were dating, he used to take me to like drive through these rich neighborhoods and he used to take us to like these five star hotels to walk around. And there was always like this big level of discomfort for me, like thinking somebody was going to walk up behind you and just tell you that you don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And basically, to get out, and so I didn't feel that at all in Turks. I felt like I was exactly where I needed to be, doing exactly what I needed to do, and just uh, being present and enjoying it. And I, I honestly wasn't thinking about what someone didn't have. I wasn't thinking about um, you know everything that is going on in the country with money. I was just in a place to just be and relax and enjoy it because I feel like that's what God wants for me too. Period. 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 So I think for me,
1: it was kind of like, um, you know, when you talk about like creating your ideal life or your best life, it's kind of like this, Journey of like I'm I'm where I am now and I'm where like my dream life should be or I want it to be and you can kind of feel yourself like I don't know like I like is it like is it like teleporting between the two energies you know (laughs) like (laughs) some sci-fi stuff we always end up talking about sci-fi stuff where some of it like definitely I could say for sure I didn't think about anything else but living my best life. While I was on that charter, but I do feel like some of the times when I was like walking around or like restaurants or things like that I was kind of having this moment like you know Does this feel comfortable to me and like I think in a lot of ways it didn't Um, so I appreciate you sharing like, you know what i've been there i've done that i've worked on money mindset stuff and like here we are (laughs) So yeah. yeah, and that kind of higher self aspect of you know who, who is a person that, you know, lives that life of luxury and how do you become her, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we had this conversation before about, you know, the fact that luxury is personal and what it means to me is something completely different to, than it is to you and how it shows up for me is different mm-hmm. from how it shows up Uh, for you and so but I do want to ask you a question about what you said about feeling that you may not necessarily uh, belong there or not really understanding the impact of uh, what's going on in the world and like having to reconcile you being in this beautiful country expensive and then people (laughs) in the U.S. getting laid off and other types of economic things that are going here. How were you able to process that? You know, I really think
1: I'm still processing that, (laughs) like, to be honest. Um, So the first thing about kind of, I think the part that felt unsettling is that I really felt like, again, like I said, this is one of the first times that I could really feel like I was like, in that dream. And you also, when you were talking about like the luxury part, like luxury travel and how we define luxury is, is that, that goal for me, right? Like I want to be all over the place on a plane, on a private jet, I don't know, in a private car, whatever. I want to live a luxurious travel lifestyle. That is my goal in life, like personally. Right. And so I see these things as One, like, oh, man, okay, I traveled here, had all these private, luxurious, like, experiences, but I also see in my head, like, what that could potentially be, like, when I talk about, oh, okay, I didn't, like, take a private jet there, you know, I'm not there yet. (laughs) And it's like a, it's a thought of, like, why isn't it good enough for me to embrace and enjoy the level of luxury that I can live in in that point, so at, at this point in life? And I think that's one of the things that I was battling with of like, why am I like discounting where I currently am because it doesn't look like this other standard that I have? Mm -hmm. And also, am I kind of fronting in the, uh, like in the level of luxury that I'm at right now because thinking about it holistically, this wouldn't be sustainable every day of my life, which is also part of that goal, right? So it felt a little bit like impostery because, like, I'm living my best life, balling. But I feel like that right now, with where I am, like that's actually not a sustainable piece. And when I think about like the um, the economic challenges, the future layoffs, and also just that people from an economic and basic needs standpoint are suffering and you have to, and it's all those things in my head all at the same time. So I just brought up Oprah to joke. um, But I also told you that I have a $31,000 Birkin in my Amazon cart as a joke too. So (laughs) there's there's levels to this. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely a $31,000 purse. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at you. It makes me happy every time I look into Amazon. I'm like, you know what? One day I'm gonna click that button. That frickin's gonna be. I it. Currently have a
0: watch on my uh, <laughs> wish list, and it's probably three times the amount of that purse. Okay, so there it is. Mm-hmm. I am definitely not mad at you. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny because I'm not even
1: like a designer bag like person. I just feel like, I just love I just love how those look. It's wild, right? It's okay.
0: No, and that's why I'm saying. But how luxury is personal, you know. I think a lot of times we get caught up in what it should look like, is be- because what we're looking at and basing it on are celebrities, and not realizing that we can have a luxurious life, but we can also do what we're called to do and still have impact. Um, I think so much about what we learned about money is just rooted in uh, old wise tales and I guess biblical understanding too, that you know, money is the root of all evil. and I know for me, I've had to really unpack that because I feel like if anything that we see in this time uh, with in society is that, Money makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Money has impact. Money speaks. Money allows you to do things that you would not be able to do to help people that you would not normally be able to help without that. And I think that is just such an important part of it. And I also think it's what gives you the balance mm-hmm. that you're not just out here wilding out, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Paying for $30,000 purses. Yeah. (laughs) Just joking. And and ignoring the things that you see, ignoring the opportunity to have that social impact. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't think that that's what you're doing. And I think it's easier to uh, reconcile the two things when you know that you're still doing the things that you feel called to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess when I like think about it, I feel like, (laughs) you know, even though that same concept is not about like money, but every time I have this kind of conversation about like the impact of work and yes, the way that money can help you do that work. I always think about the, there are starving children in Africa, like every time.
0: Oh my you think God. about it. I saw that my whole life. I saw my Every infomercial with the little boy from Ethiopia with the big belly out. and yes, that is like one of one of the most difficult things to see that to think that other people on the other side of the world could be living like that and here we are in the states with so much abundance. Well, I don't even think that anymore because those starving children
1: are down the street. Love I don't it. even know how I feel about it anymore. But, you know, anyway, so I'm saying, like, sometimes I think about it as like, oh, my gosh, we paid $11,000 for this fella, girl. How much, how, my, how many people could I feed with 11000 So I feel like that's what you have, but I, or that's what I think. But I also think, like, it is very true. I think one of the most impactful comments that really helped me to address, like, those money mindset um, challenges is while we were in, um, the club with Rachel Rogers, right? I said the club. one of the most powerful things that I was watching was just understanding, like, there's nothing more powerful than people of color and specifically black women and our economic impact on the communities around us. than when we are financially, yeah, we're, we're coming from a place of a financial abundance and how it impacts those around us. So I have to think about the idea that you know when we thrive those things overflow and we can choose to use our money in the way that we you know in the way that we want to see it impact the communities that or the the goals missions whatever that are important to us. Um, So I it is helpful but I always it is still something that I constantly balance or kind of think about in my head when I'm looking at luxury, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I remember, you know, Rachel, I wish I had the statistic in front of me, but she always shares a statistic about how, I know you mentioned Black women, but women in general Mm -hmm. take more of their money to have social impact it was a really high percentage and I wish I had the quote, but I don't, but she shares that, that men, (laughs) men don't take their money to have impact in a lot of places, but Mm -hmm. women are doing it. And I feel like if you're, if you're having the impact that you want to have, you should also be able to enjoy that fruit for yourself as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that I can remember. I mean, just speaking from me, I know everyone doesn't identify as a Christian, but just speaking for me, I feel like there is nowhere in there that says that I have to be poor or I'm supposed to be poor. Um, Mm -hmm. God said to multiply and have dominion, right? So that means multiplying in every area of my life. And if I, if I'm able to multiply, um, I'm able to do that for other people too. I think the interesting part of it though is is this um, statistics that you found online when we were doing some research. Ridiculous. Who <laughs> is Sorry. fueling the luxury retail sales. It's wild. So I'm going to let you share that. <laughs> You're going to let me share it, girl. Yeah. Shut up. Okay, Get but younger. so- Going into this conversation, they're almost out of that bracket.
1: (laughs) Hey there, it's Mercedes. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some pretty big dreams and aspirations. Are you looking to break into your dream job? What about pivot into a new career that aligns with your purpose? Or maybe you want to advance your career as an amazing black woman. If any of this sounds like you, it's time for us to have a chat. In the show notes, you'll find a link to schedule a quick and free 15-minute career clarity chat with me. During our call, we'll dive deep into your career goals and I'll share some transformational career advice. If coaching with me could benefit you, we'll discuss that too. If you're feeling uncertain about your career, it can be tough, but it's possible to find clarity and direction. So why not take a step to your breakthrough and schedule your free career clarity chat with me today? The link is awaiting for you in the show notes, love. All right, let's get back to the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, can't, I can't close brandon's been messing with me so you're gonna call out my age mm-hmm. but i can't i can't call it your age of course you can call out my age i have oh, no shame okay. over my age all right well i think one of the things going into this too is that we did like for laughs and giggles no just kidding uh we did go look up the definition of luxury because we had We were kind of looking at like, okay, what does luxury actually mean? Because we feel like it was kind of misconstrued of how people define that and that it does have a personal, uh, a personal take on this, (laughs) but, um, luxury as a definition says a condition of abundance or great ease and comfort. The other one says something, something's addition to pleasure or comfort. Okay. And then an indulgence of something that provides pleasure, satisfaction, or ease which I think these three definitions are kind of interesting. When you take the following fact
0: <laughs>
1: that <laughs> says nearly half of all
0: come through come through soft life people. Okay the
1: soft life people have arrived um, but anyway soft life nearly half of y- all young adults 48 percent between ages 18 to 29 reside at home with their parents and their savings. <laughs> <laughs> are fueling luxury retail sales according to a report blah, blah blah u.s census bureau and then the other one that said americans with a income of less than fifty thousand make up 27 percent of regular luxury consumers
0: which is wild to me that's wild to me i mean both of them i mean i gotta say though like i've never been just like you i've never been a purse person or a shoe person. Um, I like a purse. Shout out to Vera Bradley girlies. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, it's like, I like a purse. I buy the purse. I use the purse. I don't need 16 luxury purses. And not only do I not need them, I don't want them. Um, So I can see how like the definition that you gave, it, it makes sense for me, right? I'm looking for things to uh, offer me comfort like yeah. a great coffee machine. <laughs> That's comfort, right? Are we posting <laughs> this before your birthday? What? Are we posting this before your birthday? <laughs> Just
1: gotta put, up, put
0: everybody on notice. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Come on, mommy, tell us what birthday we're celebrating.
0: We are celebrating 50.
1: Woo! Yay! 50. And hopefully going into another luxury experience, right?
0: Yes, yes. We're going to spend some time in the Keys (laughs) because I, you know, luxury to me is also being with my family in an environment that we can enjoy and so I'm just looking to just be in chill mode, mm-hmm. which is lovely for me mm-hmm. as well. Another villa to rent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, girl. I was like,
1: woo! No, I'm just kidding. I mean, when we talk about repetition, you know, I'm just proving it to myself, you know, creating the evidence for my own, you know, mindset. Exactly. Shift. <laughs> exactly.
0: And maybe I'll even get to take that $900 coffee machine with me. Oh my goodness. You're wild. I've been already told no, but you know how that goes. Yeah. But I think this is so wild. As someone who has a an, uh, 19-year-old and a 29-year-old and... If you were living, the twenty-nine-year-old is is on is on the call. I'm not twenty-nine that. I'm know, just saying. Yeah. If you were living in my house and then you're using your savings to fuel luxury retail sales, it's a no for me.
1: Okay, but let's be honest here. You're eighteen. Wait, is turning eighteen or nineteen? I'm sorry, It's you nineteen. Your nineteen-year-old is is
0: part of that group. Yes, but she is not living at home using her savings. I might be fueling some of those luxury purchases for
1: her. I I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you consistently stay in denial about your middle child, but that's okay. (laughs) (sighs) Jesus, take the word. (laughs) Just put it out there. I'm just saying, it's not but like she, she, got got it honestly. It she got it honestly, we That's did talk all about I have that, but it's okay. But yeah, I feel like she fits in that category, but it's okay. It's all right. More about it.
0: I agree. She does fit in that category. The difference with me is, you know, whether or not these kids are using their money for luxury things. Are they also using their money for life? you know or are they literally just at home not paying any bills at home not doing anything at home and just spending their money on luxury things cuz that to me is wild i mean but i also know a lot a lot more younger i don't i don't want to call them kids but um, young adults are traveling like big time well this says specifically
1: luxury retail sales
0: yeah, I know that says that, but I'm just saying in general too, I think this this age bracket's traveling a lot too. I don't know how luxurious it is, but I remember, you know, growing up for me, it just used to be luxurious just to get on a plane once a year, much less multiple times a year. That's true.
1: It's okay. I broke y'all right into it very easily. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Like, come on Italy. Italy. um, Italy. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But in a way, like, if they are contributing to, like, maybe whatever their parents expect them to, like, contribute to. They have a job. They're paying their bills or whatever they need to pay for. Um, like, is it, are we then demonizing how they
0: choose to use their discretionary income? No, no. And that's what exactly I'm saying. That I don't know how much this goes into that because this says their savings
1: i mean i think they're assuming that that's where it's coming from like they're saving money in itself i mean like i feel like it's kind of like a purposely polarizing of like they're using the savings from staying at home with their parents on these luxury sales which is like they're 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 using the money that they would have spent on rent had they not been able to live at yeah well, hopefully mean, they have safe things, but
0: <laughs> yeah i don't see any problem with that if yes they are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing as an adult because that's what you are young adults i'm uh, becoming an old adult very quickly what is the bracket it's 29 the cutoff for that are you officially old at 30 I don't know. I feel old. I feel kind of old. Yeah. I mean, your siblings think you're old.
1: Yeah. I feel like their dialogue around my oldness doesn't help. It's, just,
0: it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I also feel like I was just bored as an old soul. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I have lots of things, you know, fighting against me and my ability to feel youthful.
0: So in terms of luxury, what's next on your list?
1: What's next on my list? Um, I literally have what poor Brandon would call like tunnel vision. (laughs) I know you already know what I'm going to (laughs) say. To an RV. Being able to afford a fully nomadic travel in an RV lifestyle is the dream for me right now. And we need to do, like, a RV trial run. So not next weekend because I'm coming home next weekend. But the weekend after that, I'm supposed to be going to an RV show. And then we want to do, like, a trial run and, like, rent a fifth wheel. Or maybe, like, something smaller. So two things. Either do a fifth wheel that's stationary so we can, like, get a sense of the space. And then do a smaller vehicle that we won't, like, kill ourselves or others mm-hmm. Traveling like a couple places, like maybe up the state of Florida or something to get like a sense of like, how does that like up and go lifestyle kind of feel? But I have straight up tunnel vision to my dream of owning an RV and traveling across the United States for the next couple of years. Yeah. What's your next luxury goal? I think you talked about some of them, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I other than right now, the coffee machine of my dream. <laughs> Every time I get a new coffee machine, it's another level. <laughs> yeah, we're aware. Yeah, we're so aware. I don't know what comes after the $900 ones, but I'm at the $900 ones right now. And that gives me a great joy. And I think, um, you know, really... Other than that, my next big thing is probably going to be our trip to Hong Kong. And I also, on my uh, life list, is also the Orient Express. So those are probably two of the luxury, um, you know, and I could probably even do it up even a little bit more if I didn't take my kids with me.
1: Good try <laughs> good try You're not gonna, You will literally have to plan it in secret, okay. <laughs> um, you will have to get the f b i the c i a whoever else okay oh. doctor who to uh help you plan that in secret because no like <laughs> with that
0: we're um, what we're just gonna be out, oh we sure. send you a postcard and let you know we're there. No, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and those would definitely be luxury because, I mean, I want to do first class mm-hmm. for those flights. And I just want it to be a great experience and uh, a nice because our our plan is to, of course, take a cruise out of Hong Kong. But, you know, we'll save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I don't think that. So. I feel like that is very
1: luxurious. I think we got to. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Um...
0: Hey, y'all. Mama Talana here. Have you been feeling tired of feeling like you're just stuck in a rut? Are you struggling to achieve your goals? No matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to stick with it. Do you find yourself constantly self-sabotaging and getting in your own way? Look, my mission here at Purpose Minded Woman is to help you take ownership of your life and begin to live with intention. And it starts with breaking free from the negative behavior patterns that are really holding you back, okay? To help you get started, I created a free resource, Six Simple Steps to Stop Sabotaging Your Success. It is a powerful tool to help you identify the obstacles that are really getting in the way of your dreams. It's time to break free from your self-sabotaging habits and behaviors. And with this guide, you'll have the solutions you need and the implementation steps you can take to take action and control your thoughts so that you can begin to exist at your highest level. Get it now while it's available at purposemindedwoman.com. I had a question for you. I don't have an answer.
1: I'm so, just so oh my gosh So I kind of have looked at this of like, okay, our concept is this idea of chasing luxury or chasing our goal, right? But in this case, we talked about how we've been chasing luxury. And of course, we've been intentional about creating those experiences and defining for ourselves what that luxury looks like, like you just asked. So I guess my question to you is like, if, you have people who are out there that are struggling in the same way that we are. And we, of course, have benefited from many professional development, you know, experiences, however you want to business otherwise, <laughs> mentors, uh, mother who mothers who are certified career coaches, however you want to look at it, or not career coaches, life coaches. Um so if you saw a woman who was really trying to get into living a more luxurious lifestyle, what would your advice be? That was a really long-winded question, but we're Let here. was, girl. It's a good story. <laughs> I'm two years
0: later. need to take an in <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, I mean, I, I would really tell her the same thing that I actually start with my coaching clients. The first thing that I do with them is just... Have them sit down and write out all of their desires. Because I think a lot of times we have these desires, but we haven't accepted them yet. Mm -hmm. that they're actually what we want, but we're so stuck in um, worrying about judgment from other people, judgment about spending that much money on something luxurious. I mean, I told you recently that I had... Joined um, a a Black Girls Luxury Group on Mm -hmm. Facebook. And of course, I'm not going to last there long. (laughs) Um, Actually, I'm on my way out. However, I joined it because I was looking for something special for my bestie since she turns 50 six days after me. Um, And... The running narrative in that group is that these people post in that group because they feel like they can't post on Facebook or they feel like they can't share their excitement with, about their desires and their accomplishments with their family because of exactly what you said, judgment. And because other people in their family may not be doing as well as they are. Mm -hmm. and so it's just this big narrative already around taking ownership for what you want and being okay with it so that's definitely the first thing um, that I would do and then the second thing I would say is look at your money stories look at your thoughts around uh, money and how you grew up with it you know we shared a little bit about that and uh how i grew up with people telling me money was the root of evil or um money doesn't grow on trees and all these different things that that were told about money look at those money stories and how are they how are they making you decide what you're going to do with your money i will say one of the money courses that I took was Denise Duddlefield or is it Thomas Duddlefield I don't know. Denise Duddlefield's uh, course, uh, about money. Mm-hmm. And it was excellent because it helps you to understand where those money stories came from and to really understand that you're having, you're able to have the impact that you want to. So that would be definitely, uh, the second thing that I would say that someone should do and they have planned for it. You know what I mean? Uh, Not everything has to happen overnight, (laughs) you know, and stop looking at other people, celebrities to define what luxury means to you. You know, I've shared this with Mercedes with you before how luxury it to some person is a Rolex. And when I look at a Rolex, I'm like, oh, that's trash. Somebody go buy me a Patek Philippe. Oh because a Patek Philippe is a real watch and a Rolex is trash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, so I'm Mommy, you said yeah. paddock wrong. I know. But it's my accent. It's my it's it's how I've said it my whole life. No, it's a joke, mommy. I'm saying it wrong. No, uh remember that <laughs> guy, he said it wrong. Lord have mercy. Is
1: it didn't he say paddock? Paddock on my wrist.
0: No, I think he said something worse than that. <laughs> I feel like that's what he said.
1: Um so okay, we'll have to go look at the right, correct way to pronounce it later. So Oh
0: Well. That's the way I've always pronounced it. My whole No, life. I think it's a Patek Philippe, yeah. right? I think yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how to I mean, anybody else would sound weird to me. I no, know. I. Pre-
1: it's okay. I made a joke and you didn't get the joke. And now the joke is ruined. So fine. obviously, it was a terrible joke. It was
0: hilarious.
1: I hope that somebody listening laughed at my joke.
0: It was a terrible joke for you. I'm going to have a Netflix comedy special. Like your run on stories. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And so that's. You know, figure out what that looks like for you. You know, stop thinking that you have to have a million dollars to do this or you have to wait until you have a million dollars to, you know, go on an amazing vacation or you don't have to. There's probably somebody out there telling you that you have to, but you can do whatever you want to now at whatever you, you want to. There is... Luxury in every level of someone's life. Someone, a luxury may be getting a Starbucks once a week. I remember a time in my life when paying $12 for a coffee (laughs) was a luxury. (laughs) So just remember that. It's whatever it is for you. I just had to say that there was a time in life when going
1: to McDonald's to get some McDoubles was a luxury for us. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Oh my <laughs> god. McDonald's. McDonald's is a luxury now. Right? Oh my gosh. I like anyway.
0: And it's still a luxury. It's not. You know,
1: so a couple of days well, like a week ago, Brandon and I went into the liquor store. Cause you know, out here we got that drive-in drive through uh-huh. liquor store, okay? And know you I live was, in
0: the country when your liquor stores drive through, but that's go ahead.
1: a luxury. Okay. Mm-hmm. you got to get out of the car. He says, what do you need? I'll bring it to the window for you. Uh, <laughs> um, But anyway, so I was in there and I, so they had mommy. Oh my gosh. I should, I probably get some when I come home. Should I probably do that anyway? So they had like six different types of Stella Rosa in there. Oh, they had like a peach honey, one is it peach honey or honey pear? They had a um, they had the moscato one in there, which I can't find in Windex anymore. And they had like a blueberry, a cherry, and like anyway. So they basically had way more flavors than I was used to. Mm-hmm. And so I got all excited. And so Brandon said, "I said, oh well, tell me what I owe you because I picked up three bottles." He was like, "Oh, you could just get the McDonald's," and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I am like, not you being right that the three bottles of wine is comparable to getting McDonald's now. Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, You could like tell me that you don't feel comfortable sharing, but what is like one of your money mindset or your money stories? And like, how did you overcome
0: that story? I mean, I think the biggest, well, I would say two. So the first one, as a faith-based coach, um, I feel like that was a big money story for me, even if, even in charging for coaching, uh, was that I shouldn't be able to do that because God gave me these gifts to help other people and contribute to society as a whole. Um, so that was definitely a money story that I had and how I came over that was just realizing that people don't do things for free. They won't do the work. So I've coached plenty of people for free uh, in and out of ministry. And if there's no skin in it, guess what? They're not going to do it. So that one was pretty easy to come over. And I think the other um, thing, the, one of the other big money stories that I really had was just that, you know, I was bad with money. Uh, I just think growing up and never having those conversations about money and how to make it work for you led to a lot of money trauma in my life, I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, lights turned off or um, having a car repoed or, um, you know, having had a garnishment, you know, things like that. And so I think um, understanding that I'm not my stories and my past is not my future. Mm -hmm. And that with wisdom and knowledge, like you can basically overcome anything. I think the big thing is not ignoring your money stories and not ignoring your money because a lot of times when we feel like we get into these situations with our money, we shut down and we don't look at our money and it makes it worse. And so I think that's a big part as well that Denise teaches in her program is, and also Rachel too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we should all be millionaires too. It's really taking that time to look at your money. And so I I'm intentional about having that weekly money date on Fridays. My alarm goes off at 7 PM <laughs> because you have to know where your money is so that you can do these things so that you can have that life of luxury that you want so that you can plan for it appropriately and create the life that you want.
1: Um, are you going to ask me what my money mindset story is?
0: Well, if you were going to give me a moment. Okay. 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 I'll let you go ahead and ask yourself since you're already there. No, no, no. You ask me. So Mercedes, (laughs) would you like to share with our lovely audience your money mindset stories? Absolutely thank you i
1: feel like i have like at least in my brain of what i have unpacked as like that like defining like you know you have that traumatic moment for you you may remember my story of returning to college for my sophomore year do you remember what that what
0: year was that
1: i don't know 2014 so i feel like i have like this this feeling that if i spend my money on things that are not like quote unquote good decisions, then when I need it, I won't have it.
0: Makes sense.
1: And it all, you like my dramatic pauses? Yes, I wish I had a drum um and I think it's because so basically when I was moving
0: back to college right so what I was moving I sneeze, at- but now let's just tell everyone that I muted because I had to sneeze
1: you had to sneeze so you muted that's so responsible of you for the exactly. <laughs> <Definitely not. laughs> well because I didn't know if you could hear me talk about my money story yes, so I, I think the interesting thing here is like so because of that I think I have like Buyer's remorse. So, like, mm-hmm. I was having this moment where I like should feel like very proud. Like, it's when I when I bought my first car. and Then I was going back to college, and I needed to pay for my like deposit and for my um, my apartment. And I had somebody who was supposed to help me with that, who ended up not helping me with that. And I had a traumatizing day. So we I feel my names. Okay. We shall say no names. And so I've
0: I- all grown up.
1: We've all grown. <laughs> have we?
0: Anyway.
1: All right. <laughs> have we?
0: Tell your story, girl.
1: I am telling my story because it, anyway, I figured anyway, mommy, you know how people talk about you have root issues. I feel like that one day was a very defining moment in my life. And I have many root issues to unpack from that day. And this is one of them. And it is a fact that feeling like if you are kind of like you, you know, you make a big purchase or you do something That is kind of helping you to see this goal, right? And it's ridiculous for me to kind of have unpacked it that way of man, I should not bought my car. (laughs) Like, that's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Because I didn't have to, I didn't have this other bare, you know, uh, you know, need met of like having a, you know, apartment. Um, because obviously I could have took the bus or whatever else, and so I impact that as saying like, "Wow, if you are making these, you know, things that are not like a bare minimum need as um, an expense, and so often when I'm purchasing things that feel like luxury, I have like a, I don't enjoy it as much as I should because I feel like something could go wrong because I spent my money in the wrong place, mm-hmm. and so." Sometimes that's hard for me to feel like, and I think we were talking about it the other day when Brandon was like, let's go on a cruise. And I was like, a cruise, <laughs> a cruise, because I wasn't mentally prepared for that. And I'm thinking like, I can't make this big expense. I haven't thought about it. It's not rational, blah, blah, blah. I can't, I can't do that. And like, look at my bank account. Like, obviously I could, but it was like one of those things where I just had like all those kind of feelings of like not having enough, even though I have, I know that I have enough. Um, and so that's been one of the things that I have had to really work through and ask myself, like when in the last couple years, have I not been able to cover all of my expenses that I needed to Mm -hmm. like wild, right. And kind of restructuring what that is to look at it from a, from Finding the evidence of saying like you're you're in a different place, you're living a life of abundance, and you have more money than you need at any time. So, yeah, thank you for asking what my my money mindset story was. You're welcome. That's so nice of you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, okay. So, mommy, as we wrap up, because I think we've covered most of our big topics here I think so. in our pursuit of luxury. And I can say, like, we lived it up in Turks and Caicos. There will be more luxury in our life. And we are purposely working on our mindset every day, those limiting beliefs, our money stories, in order to live the life that we know we deserve, <clears throat> period. And um is there anything else that Mama Talana would like to add to this discussion?
0: I don't think so. That's good. That's
1: a beautiful way to end. Yeah. Yeah. Not that no, I'm gonna bring up my Amazon cart and look at my thirty-one thousand dollar Birkin. I actually <laughs> I actually added a a black one.
0: So now it's like forty. 000. Why are Birkin purses even on Amazon? I'm so confused.
1: Okay, so the fact that Amazon has now like identified <laughs> identified that I have a problem. Okay, I'm getting Amazon luxury ads on Facebook. Oh, yeah, and I think that they are like so. For instance, like you, I don't think you can buy a Birkin. Anywhere other than a store new. So these must all be like used Birkins because I'm not going to go play in somebody's face. Like I'm just gonna have to Isn't the,
0: that face. the petty company that you yeah. have to be,
1: yes, be I'm not, to no. it, You have to play in their they they play in your face. Okay. We're not doing that. But okay, I feel so like that alone
0: would be just like not something I, I want.
1: No, I'm like, you're not about to degrade me and make me work for a purse. sorry that's probably not how they look at that right but i'm sure uh,
0: they don't
1: but you know i mean people who purchase it i feel like the sales associates have to
0: think that um person so i can't even understand that
1: yeah i mean and i probably am just as many others are like into the hype but i do love that it's very not you know like how you buy like a louis vuitton bag and like the icons like everywhere
0: I I don't know. So
1: much. So I just like that. It's just like this very classy, pretty bag. That's nice. Anywho, so yeah, I'll continue to get my Amazon luxury (laughs) fine ads and add them to my cart like an absolute sociopath. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm sure it must help with your motivation.
1: I mean, every day I go check my like RV fund, and it makes me feel so much joy because it means I'm getting closer and closer to exactly. So the way it should be. In many ways, looking at my Amazon cart and checking my high yield savings account (laughs) brings me great joy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, mommy, what brings you great joy, and lets you? helps you pursue your luxury goals
0: you know I am I don't want to say I'm a simple person I because I, like you know I like little things like literally I went to Turks and Caicos and I bought a stuffed dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> and the it cutest. it's gonna be and the it cute. just sitting on the chair in my bedroom and that makes me happy <laughs> It's so cute, luxury in life is being able to buy
1: whatever nonsensical exactly stuffed whatever animal you, you want
0: at any given time and, and now it I don't even tell people it's for my son. I'm like it's mine. Was there a point in time when you were doing that? I did I did so
1: you've come a long way. Yeah. I'm glad that you're your authentic self because it's great.
0: And I got to run now because, you know, here in the Jeffers household, we eat late and my dinner at nine o'clock is just ready. I thought you were going to say you have to pee.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that all being said, bye, Chasers. We'll see you for the next episode. And we are glad to be back and can't wait for our next Chasing 100 podcast episode. Bye. See you next time. (laughs) Ariba Dirty. Oh my That's the Go eat your dinner. Get, off, get off my podcast.
0: Oh, really?
1: Bye. Bye.